Hello and welcome to Dotto Tech. I'm Steve Dotto. I'm glad you could join us today. Our show is dedicated to helping you get the most out of your technology wherever you use it. At home, at school, and at work. Well, this is the beginning of an entirely new venture for Dotto Tech. Last week, we aired our final over-the-air radio broadcast. It marks the end of, a, I think... Over 20 years of me being in some form of traditional media on television, radio, and uh, even some time in, in newspapers. But that's all at, come to an end. Uh, last week's show was the final airing, and it, it's time, uh, just as it was for the television show, it was time for the over-the-air radio show to, uh, to, to, to end. Um, <clears throat> just the, the, the world of broadcast radio has changed so much, and, uh, and there's so much opportunity and potential being online and being a podcast. Uh, so indeed we have, uh, we have, we have, uh, we have left that part of us behind. I'm a little bit sad, a little bit bittersweet, uh, you know, on the air for a long time. And you know what I miss? I think I will miss is I'm recording this now in my office, which is great. Uh, but I miss, I think I'm going to miss the ritual of going into the studio and meeting with art and, you know, the, my team there and, uh, you know, settling into a studio uh, the quiet and the smell of a studio, be it a television studio with the, you know, the, with the with the acoustic properties and the lighting, or a radio studio with again with the acoustic properties of a of a of a of a studio uh, of a studio to broadcast from. I'm just going to miss that whole ritual, I think, and um, and I'm hoping that I can keep the quality up as we go into podcasting more. Uh, and it does open new opportunities for us. So. Uh, Everybody listening now probably is wondering what this is going to mean for the Dotto Tech show. And I will tell you, I don't know. <laughs> I have some ideas, but I'm not quite ready yet to, to, to announce them publicly. I'm actually going to be meeting with uh, some of the regulars, with our crew tonight, uh, with people like John Beeler and Dave Hathaway, Isaac Kendall, and, and Rebecca Bullwitt, the, the regulars who have come on the show and made, I think the best part of this version of Dotto Tech was our app. Thursday, I liked it better when it was App Wednesday, or App Wednesday shows where I would get the energy of that group together and we would share and have fun and, of course, Art Factor as well. And we would, we would, uh, we would basically put together and, uh, and talk about cool apps. And it was, just, it was just a gang of friends hanging around talking about cool tech. And I would like to capture as much of that as we move forward as I can. So I can tell you, I can promise you one thing. The show is not going to be constrained by time anymore. Uh, we are still going to have Julian Saunders on, who is just such a great talent. Uh, he's going to be on to talk to us about all the stuff that's happening in the world of consumer technology. Uh, he will be a part of the show moving ahead. But more often than not, I think it's probably going to be a single guest coming on the show, somebody who I find compelling and interesting in any area of technology. It doesn't necessarily have to be a product. It can be social media related. It can be internet marketing related. It could be telephony and mobility related, but people who I find interesting, who are going to basically peel away the layers of technology and make it more accessible for you and I, that's going to be my commitment to you moving forward. Um, this podcast will be the only audio podcast that I do, uh, kind of only, only audio property. Most of my energy is now, as it has been for the last six months or so, going to be focused on my YouTube channel, on the Dotto Tech YouTube channel. And I'm, I'm very excited about what's been happening there. And uh, I'll share that with you right now because it's, this podcast in some ways will end up supporting what happens on the, um, on the, on the YouTube side. I got to tell you, after all those years in broadcast television, it is so liberating to discover 
the real potential of YouTube in my life. You know, for 15 years that we broadcast the TV show, uh, as a business person, not as the not as the talent and you know the the, the on screen talent for the show, but as the executive producer, which was my real job, I spent about sixty percent of my time chasing money, dealing with business related things, uh, visiting sponsors, and not only just visiting sponsors, but also dealing with the network executive, dealing with program managers and uh, and and all the sorts of things that went part and parcel with being part of a broadcast family. And there was a lot of pleasure in that. Uh, my years at Chum, when Moses Neimer was at the helm and people like Peter Palferman and Ron Keese were the senior executives, was a joy because they were people who understood the value of partnership. Uh, they were individuals who taught me a lot. They were all mentors to me, and they taught me a lot about the broadcast world, and they guided me along. And it was those were those were wonderful, wonderful years. Uh, but once we started to deal with bigger networks, once Chum was sold, and we started to have to deal with a, a network the size of Rogers, which doesn't have the personality or CTV, and you know the different network partners that we were dealing with at that point. Although the individuals were all quite wonderful, the companies didn't seem to have the same kind of a, a soul. And they were increasingly difficult for me to deal with, primarily because their bottom line wasn't building great partnerships, which was part of the bottom line when I was at Chum, but their bottom line is money. And at the end of the day, they had to make revenue. Consequently, every time I was not seen as an asset as much as a, uh, as a resource. Does that make sense? I wasn't seen as a partner. I was seen as somebody that they could make money off of. So that when I went in to my negotiations with the network each and every week, uh, each and every year, uh, I would be, see, they would say, how much money can we get out of Dotto? That's the feeling I got at least. Whether or not that was true or not, that was the feeling I got. And what they held hostage was my audience. See, we had spent years building up an audience across the country that numbered in the millions of people that would watch our show. But I had no real engagement with that audience. They would watch us, but I didn't know who they were. If you came up to me on a bus or on a train or on a plane and said, hey, Steve, I like the show, then I knew who you were. But the rest of the time, I didn't know who the heck you were. Uh, so it was, uh, so there, was a, there was a distance between myself and, and the audience that followed us. And the downside of that was a programmer who had nothing to do with our show whatsoever, other than he or she wrote it down into a schedule, could disenfranchise me from the audience with a stroke of a pen. They could say, we're moving you from Saturday to Sunday, Steve. And all of a sudden people had to find me again because I had no way to tell them. They had to find me. And when we finally stopped doing the show, the world, all of our audience thought that maybe I died. They, 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 I was just gone. And, uh, and they didn't know where. No explanation, much like the radio, the, the small radio audience following us last week. This week, they'd be going, where'd Dotto go? I used to listen to him on Saturday nights, on, 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 sorry, on Thursday nights. Oh, well, on with the next thing, right? <laughs> well, that was fun. Now, what's next? But for me, that meant that I lost uh, an audience that I'd invested and built up. The magic of YouTube and the magic of podcasting, to a certain extent, is the audience becomes mine. And I don't mean mine, 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 gimme, gimme, gimme. But what I mean is, is I own the audience because I have connection with you. You subscribe to me. You share your email address with me. You've told me that you value my content and then you've given me a mechanism, YouTube and uh, in, in the podcasting world as well as the video world, gives me a mechanism in this way to engage with the audience and to keep uh, and to stay a part of your life. That is magical. That's just awesome as far as I am concerned. 
So, uh, so as I move forward, you know, that's the that's the exciting part of the of publishing in YouTube is is the investment that a content creator makes is honored by the audience itself because I don't have a middleman holding you hostage. So that's you know one of the prime reasons that I decided to really drive ahead and to to build this YouTube audience is that sense of security that it creates. Now, on the other side of the coin, there's revenue to be concerned with. How are you going to make money? So uh, there's a very good chance uh, that this podcast will once again be uh, carry a corporate sponsor, and uh, I fully expect that to happen in, the, in, a, in a fairly short period of time. But we've always had a great relationship with our sponsors, and they don't interfere very much as far as the content goes. So it's a very it's a very symbiotic relationship. But for the most part, the business model as I move ahead with the Dottotech brand isn't going to include a lot of corporate sponsorship. Uh, if you if you were listening a couple of le- couple of weeks ago, you heard that I mentioned that I launched something called a Patreon campaign. That's P A T R E O N. Now Patreon is like Kickstarter, but for content creators like me, where Kickstarter crowdfunds to help you develop a new camera or a new mounting mechanism or some piece of hardware. The new watch, the Pebble watch, was a fantastic example of of Kickstarter success. Instead of that, what Patreon does is ongoing content creators, people who create videos, podcasts, who create uh, music, uh, they can reach out to the audience and say, could you please consider supporting us on an ongoing basis? We will continue to produce content for you. You don't have to spend money. You don't have to, sorry, uh, we don't have a lot of corporate advertisers on board or any corporate advertisers, so we are asking that you step into that space, keep our content clean of any encumbrances, uh, give us a small amount of money, and in return, we will publish X amount of content per month for you to consume. And then layer some perks on top of that based on how much money people are willing to give. So in our case, uh, we're publishing one new video per week in the, or per day, Monday to Friday, in the Dotto Tech brand, uh, both productivity videos and also growing your YouTube channel to 100,000 subscribers and interviews. So a, a mix of different content. And so... Patreon supporters can step up to the tune of, like, I ask them, give me a dollar a month, and that's five cents a video. It's not very much money for you, but it's a vote of confidence for me, and it keeps, you know, I've got 25,000 subscribers now on YouTube. If every one of them gave a buck, holy jumping, Steve would be throwing a party. Uh, Now, I I recognize that not everybody's going to step up, but that's the idea. The idea is that we are a different society today. People who used to uh, get their entertainment and information from television with all of the advertising embedded in it are now drawing it from YouTube or from podcasts like this. Uh, In some cases, almost advertising free, but then users pay and are asked to submit a little bit. And where the Patreon campaigns, even if you don't want to support the Dottotech line, which is fine, I just want you to take a look at Patreon and see the sort of people who are there and how it's happening and start to get your head around what this new business model means, what this new support model. I'm calling it the Troubadour Internet, where back in the old days, uh, people used to be able to, uh, artists and musicians and storytellers would travel from town and village to town, and the community would support them. A small amount of money. Nobody got rich. But it was considered a craft, no different than uh, you know a, a blacksmith or anything else. They were the entertainers and the storytellers. Uh, we're kind of getting back to that. A small amount of money invested makes you part of my community, gives you some extra perks, 
and you know you and you know exactly where your money's going. It's there's no surprise. It's there's no subterfuge. You're not being advertised to. You're not being manipulated. We say give us a little bit of money, and we're going to deliver these videos, and you're going to get this early access without commercials. You're going to be able to send me an email, ask me questions, whatever benefits are delivered downstream are there. So it's a it's it's a pretty cool concept. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on that today, and I really have pretty much covered what I wanted to cover as far as the podcast today goes. Uh, well, let's let's uh, we will have a, a quick chat with uh, with our good friend Julian Saunders uh, from London Drugs in in no, he used to be in Saskatoon now he's in Regina. So let's go let, listen to what Julian has to say, and I'll come back and I will wrap things up. Julian Saunders joins me from Regina, Saskatchewan. And Julian, the home media server has a new player uh, stepping up to the plate. It does. The Roku stick is here, and it's one of the most affordable uh, ways to get Netflix and other streaming things onto your TV uh, yet in Canada. Mm -hmm. Now, I use my Apple TV to get Netflix on the TV, and so the Apple TV is like 119 bucks, I think, or something like that, or 129 How much is the Roku? Uh, the Roku is $59 in Canada. So about half the price. And Yep. So it's it, it's just a what is it? it's is it just a USB stick? How does it work? Uh, well, it looks like a USB stick, but it just connects to your HDMI jack on your TV. Oh, it's, okay, so it, plugs it's in uh, HDMI. Yeah, and it's just a it's it's just a small stick that you plug in, and then it comes with a remote control. That's one of the big ones because uh, there's there's a another one from Google that's not out in stores, but it is out in Canada. The Chromecast. On, yeah, and the, the Chromecast is a, uh, a cheaper. It's only about forty bucks, uh, but you have to use your smartphone, tablet, or computer to control it. So mm -hmm. it's really relying on your stream coming from your device. So you're always having to worry about your uh, your computer, or your tablet, or your phone being charged or plugged in, and you can't just whip out a remote control and hit play my show on Netflix. Okay, With so. With the Roku, so so the Roku, so that that so it looks like a USB stick, and that's going to plug into the back of our TV into our HDMI. How is it controlled? It's, it can't be RF then. No, uh, it, well, it is RF. Yeah, it's not infrared. It's uh, it comes with a remote control that is RF. Oh, sorry, so, that's what I meant. It's not in, yeah. it's not infrared. So it's okay. So it's a radio frequency controller. Okay. Right, yeah, and it, so that means you don't have to point it directly at the stick. So you can hide the, you can hide it. It's really nice when you have your TV mounted up on the wall. You don't have to worry about fiddling with another cable. You just find a free HDMI and plug it in. Most TVs have one on the side, uh, and if you're not using that one, they're usually a little bit further in, so you won't even see the stick. Mm -hmm. And uh, then you just connect it to your Wi-Fi network at home and sign into your Netflix account, and you're on. It's the uh, most updated Netflix uh, uh, player out there. The Roku is the most used uh, box in the U.S., so when Netflix is making changes, they uh, they send them down uh, through priority of who's using what to do Netflix. So your Netflix experience on Roku is the easiest to browse, I know a lot of uh, a lot of my friends with just the Apple TV. Mm -hmm. They hate how they have to go with their remote and hit next when they're watching a TV show. Yeah, they have you have to go down and hit next episode with the Roku. It just auto plays. 
Uh, it's, a, it's a more, it's a prettier interface with more information about the shows, that kind of thing. So for, for ease of use and for just plugging in, uh, it's a great way to modernize your Netflix. Uh, it also gives you a couple of the, uh, the more popular streaming services like Crackle and uh, Vudu, and they're about to implement YouTube on them as well. Okay. Uh, so you can get all of your other streaming too. Uh, it also uh, works from your mobile if you want to do um, uh, photos and videos that you have on your iPhone or Android. There's a companion app that you can put on there, and just like on the Apple TV, uh, you can show your photos and videos on your television through the Roku stick. Okay. So it gives you both of those. What about any other downloaded media that you have, any other types of movie formats that you have on your computer? Is there any way to send that to the Roku? Yeah, uh, through uh, that's through their uh, server called Plex, which is a okay. really popular free server. So, little program called Plex. You put it on your computer, and then you hit Plex on your Roku, and you can stream your stuff. So it's pretty convenient. Now at at fifty dollars. Now that my one thought is, you said about mounting the TV. People have the TV mounted against the wall. What if you have your jacks? What if the um the HDMI port is facing out straight out the back of the TV? Is there room for the dongle to plug in between the wall and the TV? Uh, there is with a little uh, adapter cable. It's basically okay, a little so you tiny can short around. HDMI. Yeah, so That's you can it. hang it down. Yeah, That's and it just uh, it pow- it doesn't need its own. Uh, it, it just does its own things, and that's all in the box. So that sounds like a pretty sexy solution, then. Right. Yeah, and it's uh, it's basically the 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 um, the start of smart. It doesn't have a full web browser, is why I say the start of smart. Okay. Uh, so if you have a TV that doesn't have smart features, this is uh, the most affordable, easiest to use option out there. Just plug in, sign on to your Wi-Fi, and you're good to go. Let's face it. People do are doing are increasingly going to one thing, and that is Netflix. So, you know, as a Netflix player, that alone makes this thing an appealing solution. Absolutely, yeah. And all of the uh, streaming radio and YouTube and everything you'd ever want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the Roku player at about $50. Is it $50, did you say? Yeah, $50. Uh, $59, yeah. $59. So just under $60, yeah. About half the price of the Apple TV. Does a little bit less, but it probably does 90% of what you want. Right. Good stuff. Julian Saunders, thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Steve. If you're interested in the Roku, drop by London Drugs. I'm Steve Godwin. You're tuned in to Dotto. And that is all of the time that we have today. Uh, I hope that you've enjoyed tuning in to the new version of the podcast. I got to thank Julian Saunders for being my first guest. And uh, do you like the music? I love this music. I got to tell you a quick story. Uh, I have a neighbor who's a great guitar teacher. His name is Marty Hadalet. Now, Marty has a school called uh, Guitar Marty. He teaches my daughter guitar. She's an awesome guitar player, mainly because he's an awesome guitar teacher. And Marty came up to me and said, Steve, you need, your music needs refreshing on your stuff. He tunes into all of, our, all of our different programs and subscribes to the YouTube channel. He says, can I take a pass at it? I said, sure. And so Marty came up with this, uh, the whole new theme. He basically riffed off of the old uh, Dotto Tech theme, which was created by Hal Beckett. Oh, it's got to be 10 years ago now or even longer, maybe 15 years ago uh, when we got this music created. 
And uh, so I've been using it for far too long. It's needed a refresh for quite some time. So my thanks to Marty, Guitar Marty. There'll be a link in the show notes if you're uh, to, to check out his site. He does a great job of teaching students in our area guitar, and many a fine musician has come out of Marty's stables there. So with that, I'm going to say it's a wrap for today. We will see you next week. You can you tune in next week. It's going to take us a little while to get the whole format down, but stay, keep tuning in and download the podcast. Tell your friends about it and keep sharing. I'm Steve Dotto. Thanks for spending time with me today. Thank you.